Cameron Sykes. He is fresh off the set of a whole nother show. He'll tell you all about that in a second. Cameron, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here. All right. You are the advisor for Cresswell Organomics, right? Yeah. I'm with uh, Deep Elm Capital, and we're uh, advising um, Cresswell Organics right now on a current uh, fundraise. Tell me more about Deep Elm Capital. What do you do? And then I want to get into Cresswell. We work with uh, different family offices, investment groups, and we help connect them with business owners who are looking to raise capital uh, or sell the company. Okay. Um, how long has it been around? Uh, Deep Ellum, uh, we actually found that this year. Um, prior to that, I had uh, Iliadis Ventures, where I'd source capital for different private equity, private equity groups. Uh, founded uh, Deep Elm with my good friend and business partner, Brian Bethel, who owns a digital advertising agency out here and has been involved with uh, in private equity for about 10 years now. All right. Tell me more about Cresswell. What, is, what does it do? And then I, would, I can't leave out the show that you just came on. Right. I'll, I'll tease that for a little bit. Tell me more about Cresswell. Well, Cresswell is uh, based out of Eugene, Oregon. It is a, uh, an emerging cannabis company. Um, what makes it really interesting is that they own the intellectual property rights for a proprietary grow system that has potential to completely revolutionize uh, the indoor growing space. Okay. Um, how is it different than just about anybody else in that space? What are, what are they doing that makes them a disruptor in their industry? Well, traditionally, around 40% of all crops are basically lost during the harvest due to bugs or mold. And so traditionally, uh, growers would fight this by using pesticides or fungicides, which kind of ruins the quality of the cannabis. Um, anytime if someone, you know, if any of your viewers have ever smoked pot before and they notice a, a harsh taste in their mouth, that's not because the actual cannabis itself, it's coming from the pesticides or the fungicides in that. Essentially, we're able to prevent, you know, completely eliminate all the loss in the harvest. We're able to do it without pesticides or fungicides, and we're able to also accomplish this while uh, cutting their, the biggest expense in these is their electricity bill. We cut that completely in half, and we use a proprietary airflow system that mimics uh, high altitude so the uh, bugs can't lay eggs or reproduce. Wow. There's, there's got to be more applications than just cannabis with this. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just applicable to cannabis. It's actually applicable to all uh, agriculture that's grown indoors. So it's really exciting and, uh, I mean, saves these people money, increases yield, um, and it you know, doesn't do anything to uh, hurt the quality of the product itself. Wow. Have you started to branch out into those under other crops? You know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff on a global scale that this is applic applicable Excuse me, with. Uh, yeah, we're actually we're, we're in the process of building this out. As of right now, we're only engaged with uh, cannabis growers in the state of Oregon. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're in talks with a few groups right now to kind of expand that to, uh, you know, more other farming systems. Okay. Current clients that you're working with? Can you walk us through that? Um, we, we have right now we're working with a handful of uh, grows out in, out in Oregon. Um, and we think it's a really great opportunity for them to kind of Help, it, help enhance their product in the same token with some of our plans that we're trying to work towards in the future, uh, it's going to be really conducive to helping that happen. You know, aside from food for humans, I can see this as a huge, huge agricultural crop for um, hay or alfalfa, you know, animal um, consumption. Are you going to branch out in that direction too? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's a solution to a problem that 
I mean, especially in this day and age, so many people are concerned with, uh, you know, where their products are coming from, how they're grown, the health, what the effects of it in the human body. And with this, we're not putting anything in there to actually enhance the cannabis itself. It's a proprietary system that literally just uses natural air. And so, uh, you know, health effects, you know, if anything, it's going to be more healthy than, you know, what you're putting in your body today. Give me your long-term vision. Well, our long-term vision is that we want to build build this out and be able to sell this product uh, to growers, but we also want to actually start grow, having our own grow facility and ultimately building a vertically integrated cannabis brand by acquiring uh, different um, dispensaries, having the grow facility, having the intellectual property. And then we're also talking about some other ways to kind of modernize this with uh, technology today. We can't get into the details there, but it's some really exciting stuff going on right now. Okay, that sounds good. How are you funding this? Is it internal? Are you doing it organically? Are you taking on investors? Talk to me about that. Uh, we're, we're taking on investors right now. Uh, we've been speaking to some uh, some really big uh, VCs out in the Silicon Valley area who are heavily involved in the space, uh, some companies out in uh, out in Canada. We actually just uh, were in some preliminary meetings right now with a group based out of Canada who's actually building the largest indoor grow facility in the entire world. It's going to be uh, 5.3 million square feet out in Queensland, Australia. And their electric bill would be eight million dollars a month, and this would be able to reduce it to four million, which obviously is still a lot, but that's, I mean, okay. that's saving them a lot of money. Tell me about the biggest misconceptions when you're talking, because you're at the table, you have to answer the hard questions. The biggest misconceptions that come your way that you've got to deal with that we can dispel with this interview when people talk to you about what, what yeah, you're you know, do. I think you know, I, th- I think I think what's what's really interesting about this day and age is that you know, there's always been this really negative stigma towards cannabis itself, mm. uh, but you see a lot more people, especially with CBD coming around and all the the actual practical just health uses for that in the industry and people kind of gr- growing up around it. It's that stigma is slowly fading away, and you can see that you know, it's not just something a product that you know just you know people who are on the down outs or, you know, drug acts or anything like that using, you know, you're seeing Fortune 500 CEOs uh, who are re- regular pot smokers, you know, heads of Silicon Valley, you know, it's it's becoming much more mainstream. And I think it's on a really exciting trajectory. And it's a industry that's the Wild West right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, you're seeing a lot of smart money starting to actually move, uh, move into this industry. And I think a lot of exciting things are about to happen. I do too. I definitely, and you're at the forefront. You know, whenever you're able to take, get a 50% reduction in cost, especially on energy, you're way ahead of the curve. Um, the you recently were on a a very very famous show. Talk to us about what you were doing and where it was aired and the experience you had with it. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, I just uh, my I just made my debut on Temptation Island uh, this last Tuesday and. Uh, for those of you who aren't currently watching Temptation Island, I strongly suggest you tune in uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central on USA Network uh, to check me out. It was uh, a wild, wild experience. Definitely an interesting break from the normal day-to-day monotony of life, That's to say the least. Sounds good. All right. Um, in regards to what your future plans are, not just with um, with uh, Cresswell, but what are you doing with Deep Ellum Capital? I mean, what, what kind of businesses do you want to have um, come to you in that company? You know, honestly, I, we have a very opportunistic vision. We're, we're, we're agnostic in the sense that we're not just going to be focused on one particular industry. We're open to innovators and pioneers who are coming in there with great ideas and visions in all different industries. 
Uh, so we want to be working with those up-and-coming business leaders, uh, helping them find strategic capital in order to help their companies push to scale. Uh, we're going to be expanding our network of family offices, hedge funds, and other investment groups and that we can help uh, you know, bring money and help bring opportunities to. Are there any workshops or other public um, venues that you're going to be participating with in the near future so people can come up and shake your hand and talk to you about what your visions are? Uh, we're, we're thinking about setting some stuff up in the near future, but nothing is really on the calendar as of yet. Great. Well, I've got something that I, I want to introduce you to here in town. All right. Thanks for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much. All right. You've been watching CEO Money. Thanks for joining with us. Don't forget, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.